When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to College Football Coast to Coast. Uh, as we told you guys last week, we are excited to get into the Power Five, of course, our season in review series. Uh, we finished with a group of five last week. Now we're getting into the Pac-12 this week. This is an exciting one. I know you and I have circled it on our calendar. Of course, Tyler is joining me, as always. Uh, we can't do Coast to Coast without the two of us. So uh, we are here, uh, I guess, one and a half bodies. I am a little bit under the weather. I'm going to try to fight through this episode. Um, just haven't felt the best the last couple of days. So uh, we'll try to battle through it. We're going to keep it short today. Um, of course, we're only talking about one conference, so it won't be very long today. But of course, uh, you know, Tyler, getting into it, I don't know what your thoughts were, you know, overall uh, for the Pac-12 as a whole this season. Uh, what were your thoughts, your expectations going into this season? And of course, you know, how do you think it finished compared to some of the other big conferences? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question that you bring to the table. Uh, and as a first, I always have to bring up our preseason show. Uh, we both had Utah winning this conference. Uh, I believe I had uh, Utah and USC in the conference championship. Uh, so I called that. You had that as well. But really the most surprising was uh, that I got the most improved team this the Washington Huskies, uh, they really had a phenomenal season, 11-2 and two season. And then you had some teams like Stanford. Uh, they fired uh, David Shaw quit on, on Stanford, uh, but Stanford uh, fired him. Colorado didn't have the season that they were hoping for uh, at 1-11, but their future is looking bright uh, with Deion Sanders. Uh, so uh, that's a, a historic program that we're not used to seeing. And then we, we liked of Arizona State struggle uh, without Herm Edwards. Uh, they ended up firing him. Middle of the season and losing Jaden Daniels, that was definitely a, a really gut punch uh, to them. Uh, Emory Jones didn't really have this season uh, that I was expecting uh, for Arizona State. I expected Arizona State to be around a six and six. Uh, just didn't really pile up on the wins in the conference. And then you keep going up, and then you see UCLA. Uh, this could be a team uh, that some of us may have as our most disappointment or, or loser team. I mean, UCLA, a nine and four season, that's still a very good season, but really the talent that you look at, this could have, this should, and this could have been a team that went to Las Vegas. They had DTR 
They have uh, Sharp, Zach Charbonnet coming out of the backfield. They have a very good tight end. I think their their defense was good enough to win their ball games. You saw in the South Alabama game where it got a little bit tested. The Oregon game really fall flat. Uh, the USC game as well. They gave up 45 points and over, over 600 yards of offense. And then have your surprising teams, Oregon State, uh, nine, uh, 10 in the Vegas Bowl. And then obviously at the top, Utah. Really a slow start to their season. It was very shocking to see them lose uh, against Florida. Uh, but uh, Florida, I mean, that was a bad loss now that we look back on it. Uh, Florida finished their season six and seven uh, with uh, their first year head coach, Billy Napier. We'll definitely get to them. And then you have, uh, you know, Oregon and USC. Uh, those were two new schools with new quarterbacks. You have Bo Nix coming from Auburn for Oregon. And then you had some stars, you know, you had to replace on the Ducks defense. You lose Kayvon Thibodeau to the NFL draft. I think they did a good job really doing the course. It's a very young defense, and it's going to be young defense. And But they definitely have a good recruiting class coming in this year. And then USC, a lot of star power coming in. You had Jordan Ass for from Pitt, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. And then you also had a new face at head coach. So I think everything really was. My uh, plans and fruition, just some teams at the bottom, like Stanford, I didn't really see finishing that low. Yeah, so, I mean, there you have it, folks. That's kind of our both. It's a long rundown. You know, long rundown of, you know, how the season finished out for these teams and kind of where we had them. Of course, we did pick the two teams, like you said, that did go to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, But some of those teams down there didn't ultimately shake out the way that we thought it would. <clears throat> during you know through the course of the season but um you know of course it is that time like we did last week for our standout uh our loser and our most improved team within the pack 12 of course we'll always start with our loser first and we'll work our way up to the standout tyler who is your loser for the pack 12 conference this year my loser uh, i could have gone with the bottom team for me, like I just mentioned, really the talent that they had coming back uh, to only get nine wins. I feel like this team could have been 11 and one, 10 and two season, uh, but they had some games where they almost lost it. This could have been a five loss team uh, if they didn't make that game winning field goal against a very good South Alabama team, a team that we talked about last week on the show. But UCLA is my loser for. Obviously, I could have went with Stanford, Colorado, but those were some on-par teams. I didn't really think that those were going to be the teams uh, to really compete. But I did have UCLA as a dark horse uh, coming in. I feel like they would have been on the lines of, of a Washington and Oregon, but they just, they just weren't around that. They were on the same level with Oregon State, a team that we were very high on. So uh, UCLA is going to be a team that I'm going to be watching for next year. I think that this could be a team where they go from 9 and to potentially not even making a bowl game. They're losing a lot of key guys, especially on the offensive side. DTR is going to the NFL draft. Their top receiver is gone, and then you lose Zach Charbonnet. So hopefully Chip Kelly uh, can get some really good recruits. Uh, it's National Signing Day this Wednesday, uh, so hopefully they can get a good recruiting class. You know, it, it's going to be tough to replace those guys, uh, but you just, it's really a small stepping stone. But for me this season, I really had high expectations for use. Nine win season is very good season for them, but for my expectations, they are under the category of loser for me. Yeah, for me, you know, you referenced them really quick. Um, for me, it's Colorado. I, 
just one win this year is just not acceptable for a Power Five conference. No. Um, eleven losses is ridiculous, especially with the you know the schedule that you played out of conference. Should have been able to at least get two or three wins on the season. <clears throat> I probably am not talking about them if they do have two wins on the season. Um, but one win is just terrible. It's just not acceptable uh, in a Power Five school. So, and of course, you know things are coming and changing. I think this is probably the last time that I'll have Colorado on my loser. Um, maybe next season I'll have them in my most improved. Yeah, uh, which probably is where they will be next year if everything does go out to to plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just not acceptable for them to finish dead last in the conference. I think that Cal was a worse team than they were. I think Arizona was a worse team, you know, that should should have been should have been a worse team that they were than they were. Uh, of course Stanford, I don't think anybody really was high on Stanford to begin with. But, you know, it, it's those those schools that kind of bring up the rear and Colorado's been there for some time uh, and it's just time for them to get out of the out of the hole in the ground. Um, and be competitive. So I think it's coming here next season. So we'll have to see. Uh, but of course, Tyler, getting to our next one, our most improved, who is your most improved team in the Pac-12? Yeah, I saw actually uh, coming uh, that Colorado is going to be a loser since they made you look like a fool uh, in week one when you picked them to beat uh, TCU uh, on the road. But that didn't happen. But I'm sure that she'll be picking the Horn Frogs uh, this year, uh, going into 2023 uh, when TCU hosts them. Uh, but most improved for me is going to be the Beavers of Oregon State. I feel like they're a sense on the right direction. A group of five. If you are watched our show uh, last uh, or Tuesday, whatever it was, I'm really don't remember what day it was. But I had like teams like East Carolina, and then teams like Tulane and be my most improved. The programs that I see is going to be. I think that Oregon State. I think with the talent that they're coming back, they are losing Armar Spates, uh, their top linebacker, he said, in, uh, to Baton Rouge. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. They're going to have DJU now uh, as their quarterback competition. But I think that is their guy. He really showed me a lot in the second half of the season. I think their running game is there. They have receivers uh, that can really beat you. And then also I think that their defense uh, is very chippy. They really held uh, USC to the lowest amount of points that anybody did. Uh, this season. So I think that Oregon State, this is a program on a rise, a program that we really haven't talked about as as we do on this show, but I'm going to give them the credit of most improved in the Pac-12. Yeah, I think, you know, getting to my most improved team, uh, my team that's you know really caught my eye this season was probably UCLA, and it was late in the season that they caught my eye. Um, they had potential this season, and it seems like it just got there too late. Um, I'll, I'll give a most improved for that. Of course, I can't pick Oregon State because you know, but it, I would love to go with Oregon State because um, you know if if everything was perfect in the world, they would be. Uh, my my most improved only because, uh, of where I mean where that that team is came out of nowhere to to be a ten win team and I was really high on them last year, um, for Oregon State so I, I guess I'll go with Oregon State they'll be my most improved just just because of uh just their offense's unbelievable defense being able to hold an SEC team to nothing in a bowl game. Um, is incredible. I just think that, you know, there's a lot of upside for this team. Uh, 
and they're going to be a team to be a dark horse for the Pac-12 title, I think. And, you know, they're going to give teams a run for their money like USC. Um, and, and we very well could see USC uh, and Oregon State face off in the Pac-12 championship. Or we could see Oregon and Oregon State in a, in a you know, a state battle for the Pac-12 championship. But, you know, it, it's possible. Um, of course, you've got Gobranson there at quarterback. He's Un- unbelievable quarterback. I think he's underrated in the Pac-12, um, an underrated quarterback in the country, and uh, still has a little bit of time left. So I I like Oregon State. I like the Beavers uh, to be my most improved team. Uh, before we get to our standout, of course, the Pac-12 season review is sponsored by Fanatics. If you guys want to go get all of your Fanatics merch, you guys can head over to the link below in our show or you can see it there on our live on the screen there you guys can go over there and copy that down and uh, go support the show and support our little small uh network that is growing ever so rapidly we were just talking about that last night about uh how great it's been on both of our shows for coast to coast and sports scramble um and how much interaction we've gotten from you guys and how well it's been uh, and we are over the moon and have blown our expectations out of the water uh, so far. So we are going to keep setting those high goals and keep shooting higher. Of course, if you guys want any of that Fanatics merch, you guys can head over there, pick it up, your championship merch from the college football season, or you can get ready and get your AFC and NFC merch to get ready for the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks. Um but, of course, you guys can head over there. They're always running deals. Head to the link below in our show. Uh, getting to our standouts, Tyler, who is your standout for the Pac-12? I, I'm interested to see who it is because there's a couple of teams still hanging around there uh, that could be your standout, and I'm very curious to find out who it is. Yeah, this is probably going to be uh, the, my toughest selection of the standout. I feel like the Pac-12 was one of the better conferences. I don't think that... If uh, the people and us, even including us, uh, thought that the Pac-12 was going to be uh, this good. They ultimately didn't get uh, any teams uh, in the playoff, I thought, as a conference uh, from top to bottom. Well, outside of, you know, the teams at the bottom, uh, especially Colorado. No one really saw them with one win, but they had a tough conference schedule, especially with the, the runner-ups of the national championship and TCU. But this team was a team that I was very high on uh, from the beginning of the season all the way to the end. They were my first uh, upset alert pick, uh, and that is going to be the Washington Huskies. I think that best overall team from top to bottom. I think that Utah, you know, they were a very good football team, but uh, you saw in the game against Penn State where they lose their quarterback and they're very, very vulnerable. Saying that, like, they're a very bad football team about them. I'm looking at from start to finish. I just feel like Utah, I just can't get over them losing the swamp against Florida. That's I know that Anthony Richardson, that was his best game of the season. But Utah's defense really had some struggles, especially in the first meeting against USC. They gave up 44 points against the Trojans. Very good job against them in the Pac-12 championship. But Washington, to me, I mean, if it wasn't for that uh, tiebreaker that went down between a couple of teams in 7-2, Washington, Oregon, and Utah, you denied uh, because they had a better – well, their opposing conference uh, – was harder than the rest. It was uh, Utah was the hardest strength of schedule on based on record in the conference, and then it was Oregon and then Washington. Uh, but Washington did beat Oregon uh, on the road. That was a very good win. Uh, that was probably one of their best wins of the season. They had a big win 
against a top 15 team, Michigan State, which uh, was a team that we didn't really have any high hopes on with them losing uh, Kenneth Walker, especially there. That offense really took a step back. But Washington, to me, just felt like the bottom. They showed it in their uh, bowl game. Their defense uh, really stepped up. And Michael Penix coming back next year, watch out, because this Washington team not only could make the Pac-12 championship, but they can make a run to the college football playoff once again. Yeah, I think uh, for me, my standout, you know, Washington was a very good pick. Um, I had a feeling it was either Washington or maybe one the other. The Purple Rain, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm going to roll with uh, the other team that I thought you would pick, and that's the Utah Utes. Um, for me, Utah, you know, it's, it's their whole season in a review. I can't just look at the end of their season. Of course, they lose the Rose Bowl championship game to Penn State. Um, which I was happy about. <laughs> of course, a long time uh, viewers of the show know that I'm a big Penn State fan. So it, it was good for me. For Utah, though, um, you know, you go to the Pac 12, you're back to back Pac 12 champions, um, which is, you know, no easy task, especially with the growing conference. Um, you know, I think that you and I thought that this Pac 12 conference was kind of going to fall apart. Um, and it did just the opposite. It built up, and I was very surprised. Um, but looking at um, at Utah, you know, this year, the, of course, you know that 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 loss to Florida really hurt them, um, and it uh, it was hard for them to bounce back from that. I was kind of worried that that was probably going to be the end of their season right there, if they can't win at Florida. Um, but, you know, moving past that, you play USC in an all-out offensive battle. You win at home in overtime, and then you play them again for the Pac-12 championship, and you beat them again a second time. So for me, you know, Cam Rising wasn't healthy for the second Rose Bowl in a row. You kind of take that out of the question when you get to bowl season. So for me, they're my standout back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Um, is no small task um, as usual. But, you know, moving past our season in review, we get to our news. Of course, our news uh, is brought to you by Yeti. If you guys want to go over there and get any Yeti merch, you guys can see the free shipping that is offered on all orders over $50. All your coolest drinkware and luggage needs for all of your durable adventures. You guys can head to the link below in our description for it. Or if you're watching a live show, you can see it on there as well. Um, Tyler, I'll let you take out away with the news. Yeah. Some big uh, recruiting news actually today. Uh, Jaden Rashada picks Arizona state over Florida after the, deal fall out now if you all been watching this uh, he was offered originally a 13 million dollar nil deal uh from florida but there has been some issues uh with this gators uh, program under head coach uh, billy napier we saw uh, one of their top linebackers dismissed uh from team violations and we've seen uh a lot of players uh really decide really their talents elsewhere and enter the transfer portal and Arizona State, I mean, this has been a, a QB carousel. We've seen Jaden Daniels uh, for three to four years, and then they uh, went into this season uh, with Emory Jones uh, being this their guy. He gets hurt, and they have to go to somebody else, and then Jaden Rashada comes out of nowhere. So 
much money uh, Arizona State's offering uh, over there in, in Tempe, uh, but it's got to be a lot if he turned down uh, $13 million to not play uh, in the SEC. But I think that this is, was definitely a surprising and shocking move to me. Uh, but if you're an Arizona State fan, you have to be intrigued by this. Uh, Rashada's a five-star recruit. He really uh, really had some really good stats. Uh, he can really sling the ball. He can also – beat you with his legs it's a prototypical quarterback that we're seeing nowadays it looks like we're seeing more of these dual threat quarterbacks uh modern era of college football so i think that this is going to be a big move and obviously we're talking about the pac-12 we have to bring it up uh, since it uh, really goes around uh, arizona state uh so we'll i know it's only one player i'm not expecting this arizona state team uh, with Rashada to you know go from a, a four wins team to be in championship but I think that with Rashada, I think that they let him go in his freshman year. Don't really have to burn any uh, red shirt or any of that. I just feel like there's no really other quarterbacks that's going to be above him. So I think that Rashada, we're going to see him step on the field uh, whenever Arizona State uh, really prepares for their season uh, in fall practice. We'll definitely be able to get a first uh, in spring game and also spring practices. So I definitely think that the future is bright uh, for Arizona State. They do have a head coach. It's a defensive-minded head coach. We'll see how that works out. And so Rashada going to that's definitely news for the Sun Devils. Yeah, it definitely is uh, big news for Arizona State after, you know, Herm Edwards is no longer their head coach and, you know, really kind of battled through the end of their season there, got a couple of wins. Uh, you know, I think it says more about Florida than it does Arizona State. Um, Florida has kind of fallen off from what we've seen. They've had a lot of inside trouble, as you said. Um, I just don't think Florida's the same team that, um, you know, they used to be. You know, back in the Tim Tebow days, Florida was unbelievable. They're getting every recruit that they can think and, Yeah. I mean, they were fantastic. And, and it just seems like it's fallen off and Florida State's kind of taken over that state. Uh, and it, it really uh, – is the downfall of their organization. I thought bringing Billy Napier in was going to be a, a really good move for that team um, and that, that school. And, um, you know, it, it hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, but I, I think it's on the horizon. Um, as for Arizona state, I, I think it's just one small move um, in, you know, their big leap to try to be competitive in the PAC 12. I think it ultimately can happen in the near future, maybe a four and five years from now. Um, they could be really competitive. And I think that's where you see like Oregon State come in and maybe Arizona State be a little bit more competitive, Colorado be competitive. So uh, I think a lot of that's on the horizon and it's a big pickup for, for the Sun Devils. Yeah, definitely a step in the right direction. We'll get to our second and last uh, news segment. Not really much news going on uh, in the offseason. A lot of the transfer portal news have taken shape. Uh, all the, the deadline was actually uh, late January, and the National Signing Day is happening. So the early signing day, a lot of guys are already signed on the early signing day period in December. Uh, the February is really kind of a snooze now. I remember – as a kid growing up, I used to just watch ESPNU and listen to the analysts talking on and on and on about the top recruits, and just like no one really cares about it. But going back now to uh, some Senior Bowl news and also some NFL news uh, surrounding college football, one quarterback said at the Senior Bowl, uh, the NFL will see a better version of Hidden Hooker. Uh, so that is definitely some bold words there. 
Uh, the Senior Bowl will be taking place uh, Saturday afternoon in Mobile, your neck of the woods. Um, uh, Jacob has had some experiences in the Senior Bowl, uh, so maybe you can shed some light uh, on the viewers of what that experience uh, is like. And then you also have the Shrine Bowl uh, that will be happening uh, tomorrow, uh, the East and the West team. Uh, the Senior Bowl is the – the American and the national. Uh, but I think that going back uh, to what uh, this quarterback says, uh, it doesn't really say uh, in the article its name. So I guess they just want to remain an anonymous uh, just in case a uh, hooker doesn't us. But I don't really see it. And I think that hooker is really going to be a real deal. And then I felt we saw what he could do, especially at Tennessee and even at Virginia tech, he really had some underrated years uh, at Virginia tech, but he really showed what he could do uh, this year. A very awful injury that he suffered against South Carolina torn ACL. Uh, he won't be able to really go. He's at the Senior Bowl right now, uh, but he obviously he won't be able to go through any drills uh, for team. Then it's going to really linger into the scouting combine and the pro day. He won't be able to participate in that. So a lot of the scouts uh, won't be able to really watch him in person. It's going to be more of an interview process uh, more than anything. But I think that Hooker, even within the land in the second round, and there's a lot of quarterback-needed uh, teams. Uh, you have the Saints uh, is one of them. You have the Colts. You have the – well, you thought you had the Bears until they locked up uh, Justin Fields uh, today. You have the Texans. You have the Panthers. Uh, you might be having the Titans, depending on Ryan Tannehill. And you're going to probably have the Buccaneers now that uh, Tom Brady, if he stays retired uh, and doesn't pull what he did uh, last offseason. Uh, but I think that Hendon Hooker, even with the – think that we could definitely see him a better version of him and after he gets healthy we've seen guys uh, really you know be the same self or even better after their torn acl injury so i think that hookers uh, is really going to be one of the bright spots in this upcoming nfl draft class yeah i think uh you know we could really see a lot of these quarterbacks you know you brought up the bucks um, and what they could do as far as their moves go and i'm really interested to see what they do um because you know Brady no longer um you know is Kyle Trask going to be their guy it doesn't seem like it to me that I think Kyle Trask is bound to be a backup for the time being um you know if they bring in a rookie who could it be kind of thing knowing that they don't have an early draft pick and it's a later draft pick are they going to trade up for one you know what are they going to do um so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. But Hennon Hooker um, has a lot of upside, and he, he plays that pro-style uh, offense there in the backfield. And, of course, running the hurry up at, te- at Tennessee um, really could be a big uh, liking. You know, It could take a big liking from a lot of NFL teams knowing he can run the offense within himself pretty quickly, uh, make decisions, and, and get rid of the football. Um, they were an outstanding offense this year, you know, with, with Hendon Hooker back there delivering the, the football. So I think, um, I, I don't know, you really could, you, you might see a, uh, a homecoming type thing for Hendon Hooker and him stay, uh, in Tennessee and, and go to the Titans. Uh, I really could see that happen, um, with you know, Malik Willis there. It's a kind of a one-two punch. Um, so it could be very interesting to see what happens unless Tennessee goes and gets in and hooker and sees more in him than they did in Malik Willis and try to trade Malik Willis away for something. Uh, we could see that happen too as well. Uh, but of course it is all up for speculation at this point until we get to that lovely draft day. 
later this summer. But um, getting into our final segment, you guys know we always have to close out the episode with a question. Of course, that question is brought to you by Piper Golf. If you guys want to head over to piper.golf slash sportscramble10, you guys can check out everything that Piper Golf has to offer with their golf balls uh, for golfers of all ages, all skill levels. You guys can see that over there. Uh, they are tour quality balls at the non-tour price tag. Uh, so you guys can check that out at piper.golf slash scramble 10 to get you guys a little bit of a discount on some Piper golf balls. Um, Tyler, getting to our question, uh, it's an interesting one. And of course, that is which Pac-12 team will make the biggest jump next season? This could be a very easy question or it could be a very tough question, depending on how you gauge it. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, this is uh, definitely a tough question uh, to really answer. I think that the Pac-12 is going to be another loaded conference. Again, you'll still have your teams uh, at the top. Uh, Utah is going to be returning their quarterback. As in USC, it's not going to really lose much. They will lose uh, Jordan Addison uh, to the draft. Washington, you're going to have a lot of your key guys coming back. We mentioned UCLA is really the only team in the Pac-12 that's uh, losing a lot. I mean, Oregon is going to be really loaded again. Uh, But I'm going to go with Colorado. I just feel like there's just something brewing in Boulder this offseason. I feel like I'm just into the culture that Dion. I mean, the first meeting that he's had, I mean, what, what, what him to say? I mean... That is just like run through a brick wall mentality. He pretty much say, if you don't like competition, then get the F. That's pretty much uh, what he said to all his players. And I definitely agree with that. I don't really like uh, the transfer portal at times when players really just run away from the competition that Dion really gets that. And he wants his players to really brought, buy into what he's trying to build uh, at Colorado. But I think that especially with the recruiting class that he's bringing in, the transfer portal, he his son, Shadir Sanders, he's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, there's really no competition uh, in Colorado. Their quarterbacks this year were really abysmal. And then you have Travis Hunter. I mean, you not only get your top quarterback, but you also uh, a star. Uh, he's a really good athlete. He can beat you uh, down the field. Uh, he was definitely a, a stud uh, in his first year at Jackson State and will continue to be a stud against these Pac-12 defenses. So, uh, it's not e- it's not very hard to, for a one-win team to make the biggest jump, but I feel like this Colorado team is going to be a seven-win or an eight-win team. I feel like something brewing. Hopefully they don't be stupid and go like three and nine uh, next year, uh, but we'll see. But right now I'm buying into the Colorado hype. Uh, so to answer the question, Colorado will be that team to make the biggest jump next season. Uh yeah, that was that was the easy pick. Uh yeah, that was that was the easy way out. But anything's you know better than one and eleven. Um kind of a loaded question at that point. But it uh for me, I'm gonna go a little higher. Um and it's kind of an interesting one. I'm gonna pick my team for the biggest jump to be Oregon State. I know that they won double digit games this year, but it just seems like they're bound to be in a Pac twelve championship game. Um and I think this next year might be that year for them. They have experience. They didn't lose a whole heck of a lot. They got a lot of returning guys to this team, knowing what they can do um, and what can be accomplished this upcoming season. Uh, I really think they could be 
you know, they're like, I'll say it again. They're, they're my dark horse pick for the PAC 12 title game. And I think that uh, ultimately they're a contender. And I think that um, it is possible for them to get there. They have veteran quarterback uh, ability there on their team. And they're definitely a tough team on defense to play against. Uh, of course, if you can play defense in the Pac-12, you can be competitive. That's how Oregon was so good for those all those years. Um, you know, that's how Utah has been so good and won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. But <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I think it really speaks to the fact that if you carry defense with some sort of mid-tier offense, you can be a really, really competitive team in the Pac-12. Uh, for me, I think that's Oregon State. They hit all of the boxes for me. They check them all, and uh, I do think the Beavers have uh, a big uh, goal set in mind for this next season, and that's being in the Pac-12 championship and ultimately trying to win the Pac-12 title game. Uh, of course, if you guys think of any other team that you think should be that team to make the biggest jump in the Pac-12 conference. Don't go to any other conferences yet. We just want Pac-12. Uh, if you do have some for the group of five, throw those out there as well. We'll hit those. Of course, you know, moving into next week, we don't, we don't want to introduce any other teams to make a big jump yet. Cause our question might be different next week. Uh, it, should, it probably will be different next week. So, we like spicing it up a little bit, but of course, we're keeping it short this week, guys. So just a little over a 30-minute show for today's episode and this week's episode. If you guys want to check out any more of a podcast like Tyler and I are in, you guys can check out the Sports Scramble podcast. That's on Sunday nights that we generally record that. It's a little bit of a wacky schedule going on right now, so you guys will have to stay tuned for some of that going on. And of course, we will probably maybe it's probably a 70% chance that we have a Super Bowl watch party there. So you guys can check that out over on Sports Scramble. Uh, of course, for college football coast to coast, you can check out me and Tyler generally towards the beginning of the week, every week. Uh, check out our live. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcast or wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, and SEC Talk is around the corner, We're talking about college basketball and baseball coming up here really soon. I know Tyler's really excited for that. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, that'll be coming up really shortly. If you guys have any other questions, comments, and concerns, you can leave those down below or reach out to us on any of our pages. Um, of course, next week, I'll, I'll spill the beans now. Next week, we are talking about the ACC. Ooh, so we'll go from west conference. to east. So we're going to the ACC uh, to talk about all of the exciting things that have gone on over there this past season for our season re review series. Uh, it'll be back next week with the ACC. So we will see you guys next week. And hopefully, I'm feeling better by then. Uh, and have a little bit more energy for you guys. But we will see you next week for the ACC season preview.